Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, recently I was having a conversation with a colleague. We had both decided to become entrepreneurs within weeks of each other. After over a decade, we never looked back, and as we know, this is where we were supposed to be. Of course, both our businesses have taken different segues, and there are very, very highs, and we have to be ready for those things when it's not working the way we would like. But one of the things that came out of our conversation was being inspired to find things about or write about or share with others. Now, as an entrepreneur, a big piece of your business comes from your mindset, your motivation, and your moxie. You're a risk taker and make things happen. Sometimes you feel like you're out there on a limb and you're trying to figure out how to move without breaking that limb. That's where inspiration comes in. Either you're looking for inspiration or you're inspiring others. Either way, things are happening and that limb is feeling just a bit sturdier. Now, this is also true if you're corporate America and you're working with a team. You have to inspire or you need to be inspired. So in a blog post that I had written called Five Unexpected Sources of Inspiration, I shared some of the ways that I use when inspiration doesn't seem to be knocking at my door. And hopefully you can find inspiration in them as well. So the first is music. Now I've always been a music nut. My taste is extremely eclectic and I know words to songs that I probably shouldn't. Certain songs get me going and on some occasions I need to listen to classical to calm me down. Now my favorite driving song is Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. And you'll find my windows roll down and the music blasting. And people look and some smile and some will look and stare. Well, no worries because I'm in my happy place. And of course, there's always Andrea Bocelli who takes me through the mountains of Italy. So music helps me see clearly what I want and needs to do 
and it gets me in front of the right frame of mind to do it. The second are books. I love to read and I'm good whether it's a novel or an industry-related book. And sometimes there's a line in the book that generates some great thoughts, provoking ideas, and from that I complete a project or a proposal. And there are times that I just need one word to get me inspired to write. And once I have that word, I'm good to go and the floodgates open. And then, of course, there's social media. Believe it or not, I do get inspiration there. I may see a picture or a statement that I feel that I just need to share. Sometimes it's the opposite. I post something and others share it. And I can generally get a feeling of the type of day people are having by their comments. Sometimes days or weeks go by and I get a comment on an old post thanking me for helping them get through the day. It's all about the timing. Now, if you're connected with me, you'll see that I post every day before 7 a.m. And for me, that's my time to inspire others. And at the same time, I'm getting expired. It sets the tone of the day. The next one is one of my favorites. It's coaches and mentors. They inspire me to stay motivated and to get things done. Since no one is right here where I live, they can't see me agonizing over a situation. So instead, they calmly nudge me to get me into another thing started with a date to complete it. They talk me out of listening to any of my inner chatter and get me out of the craziness of situations. Then there's people. This is the greatest source of inspiration for me. It may be people I know or total strangers, and I'm a great people watcher, and I love to figure out their story. And why are certain people together? If I'm at the airport, where are they going? What are they buying? And so many times I'll be watching people and I can feel myself mentally taking notes. Now, am I always 100% correct with their situation? Probably not, but it won't really matter because I'll make up some story that suits my mood and many times it turns into a blog post. The moral of the story is find something or a few things that inspire you to start or finish what you're enjoying that you're doing. So those are my sources of inspiration. They work for me. So believe me when I tell you, we all have those moments when you're not inspired to get out of your yoga pants because after all, you do work from home. Or you start comparing yourself to those overnight sensations because you watch them on social media and you just don't understand why that's not you. Or nothing is working the way you had planned. After all, you at least had a plan. So let's get real and I'm gonna share with you some ways that get you inspired to do your business. So the first and important, set a personal mission statement. Many entrepreneurs jumped from a corporate position where there was a mission statement, there was a vision statement, and whether you knew it or you could recite it, there was one, and it had company's goals and it had core values. So why wouldn't an entrepreneur have that same thing? Create it, write it down, memorize it, share it. This will keep you inspired because this is why your business exists. The second is make a plan. What it is that you're trying to accomplish is how you're going to get there. You need a plan. We all need one, and we have to understand that it's always in motion. You'll change things, adjust goals, and keep updating it. So start with a plan that helps you understand what you want your goals to be, what they should be, and how you're going to get there. The third is you have to put yourself in that plan. Yes, we tend to create work crazy hours and forget about everything else. Now, let's add in the female portion of that puzzle. As women, we generally put ourselves last. So let's add female and entrepreneur together, and we never have time for ourselves. So if you put yourself on the calendar and schedule personal time, you won't lose yourself in the process. And then please don't forget about celebrating your milestones. That plan you put in place has different things you want to accomplish. No matter how big or small that level is, reward yourself. It doesn't have to be a financial bonus. It could be going out to dinner with your husband or getting a massage or having wine with your girlfriends. Put that on your plan as well. Then of course, create accountability. Let others know what you're planning to do. It could be a book or a product launch or an article that you're submitting or anything that you need others to rally around you. Now, when I was writing one of my books, I told my mastermind group the date I wanted to have it completed. They inspired me and they held me accountable. So when the date came, the book was done. 
And finally, stay positive. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will your success. Think about the abundance rather than the scarcity. Think about the lives you'll be changing. Think about how many people you're influencing. Stay positive and surround yourself with others who feel the same. Remember, people will either inspire you or drain you. Choose wisely. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. When we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about inspiration and empowerment. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now it's time for my special guest. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Arwen Becker, she's a financial advisor and author, a national speaker and owner of Becker Retirement Group and the training company Life with Arwen. She has enjoyed 19 plus years in the retirement planning industry at BRG alongside her husband, Randy. And as a fiduciary, she has the sole daily focus of leaving women better and inspiring them to change. After meeting with thousands of women over the years, she and her company has taken a direct focus on impacting the way women are treated in the area of finance through radio, podcasts, books, and she joyfully gives 30 plus women only events a year. Now, because 80% of men die married and 80% of women die single, she has made it BRG's mission to help connect with women in her community who aren't getting the attention and help they need and truly deserve. To serve and equip the last woman standing, she lives in the aha moment when single or married women see how all their retirement assets combined with expense, income, inflation, and the unknowns of health care or spousal death combine in a clear plan they can rely on for their entire life. Her deep desire is to answer that overarching question of each woman, am I going to be okay? So welcome to the show, Arwen. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm all charged up and inspired just listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. So let's start with the discussion of the day. Inspiration. What do you think when you hear that? Uh, You know, I just think of that overwhelming sense of peace, but peace that's moving in a forward direction. The joy and the excitement about doing something that you've never done before. And yet knowing that it's the right thing to be doing. And so that's so much a part of what I just love to see with a lot of women, because a lot of women need to be inspired, honestly, to start even looking at their finances, because it doesn't seem very interesting. And so you've got to get to this place where you have a positive expectancy. And that's what I think so much is about this word of inspiring. 
Okay. Now, obviously, you're inspiring many women, but what or who inspires you? Oh, goodness gracious. There are so many things. I, you know, you were talking a little bit in the beginning. Music is a, a huge part of my, my life and my husband's life. He's a musician, has been for um, longer than when we have known each other. And that is a big thing that speaks to me. I actually have a playlist right now that's probably, it's pretty much on repeat as we're, you know, dealing with these challenging and unusual times. And it's my overcomer playlist. And it's just those songs that have words that remind me of who I'm created to be, the things that are possible, the things that I can do, that I don't have to apologize for being the woman that I am. That to me is a huge part. But then I'm also, my background is in zoology. So, you know, I have a zoology degree. I used to run a wildlife rehabilitation center and I'm inspired by nature. I mean, just seeing the amazing glory of God when you go outside of the mountains and, you know, we live in the Seattle area. So the Rainier, Mount Rainier and the Cascade Mountains and just seeing two eagles flying yesterday. Those are the things that just touch my soul and speak to my heart. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and it's just, it's so interesting when we find out what really inspires us because people think I'm so inspired by this celebrity because she's doing this or he's doing that. I'm thinking that I don't know why that inspires you because, you know, whatever. Well, and it's fleeting. I mean, something like that is, it's not guaranteed. There's no guarantees in that, you know, and, you know, music and nature and connection with people, you know, all of these things coming together. That's what's so beautiful about this time period that we're living in in this moment is seeing how communities and people are connecting in a worldwide scale in such a different and unique way and being reminded we're all human. We're all on the same journey around this planet. It's just our journeys look different, but yet we're all dealing with a lot of the same hangups, the same insecurities, the same frustrations, and we all have to learn to get past them. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more than that. That's awesome. Okay, so before we get into the Becker Retirement Group, because that is a big topic, sure. um, I also come from the financial industry, and it always made me laugh when people said that women were a niche market. <laughs> okay, so you're already laughing. So what do you think about that? I always say it's a nice kind of like verbal patronizing pat on my head. Oh, isn't it great that you serve that niche? Isn't (laughs) that so cute and wonderful? And my response is now very, very firm. You know what? Women are not a niche. They make up the largest portion of the U.S. population. Women hold more wealth in the country now than men do. Women are going to inherit two thirds of the 20 to 30 trillion dollars in the next 20 years, which is going to probably push that north of 60%. So why in the world, if you are even close to the financial industry, wouldn't you see women first and not this secondary, oh, we'll, we'll handle them second, that so much of the financial industry does. And that just, that infuriates me. And it's also what motivates me. Yeah. I know that when I talk to a male CEO about empowering women and getting more women into leadership and so on, sometimes they'll say to me, Oh, that's so cute, that women's issue you talk about. And I'm like, it is not a women's issue. It is a business issue. It is. It just cracks me up. It just cracks me up. It is. Let's talk about what you're doing. You, You empower women. You get them to understand not only how important they are, but what they bring to the table. So talk yeah. about how did you decide that this was going to be what you were going to focus on, that you were going to make it different for women? What, how did that start? Yeah, you know, I think it's like a lot of things. We kind of stumble into something and then we realize that it's an issue that doesn't go away and that it it kind of excites us and frustrates us at the same time. And so you're faced with a dilemma. 
do you ignore and avoid what you now know? Or do you go headlong into it? And are you willing to overcome the obstacles that now you're going to have to deal with? Because there is a lens in our industry. It is a very masculine industry. And it's not that I think a lot of people are intentionally seeing women as this cute little niche. It's just because we have primary majority men, they just are looking through their own lens. And so trying to combat that lens is a bit of a challenge. But what I saw was when I, I started doing seminars, so my husband and I now, we've worked together for 20 years as of March 20th, and he for 17 years did all of the seminars. And so I took him over in the beginning of 2017 and was doing traditionally what majority of our type of companies do, just open seminars that anybody could come to. And so I ended up meeting a gal who did women's events. And so I started doing those May of 2017. And it was just this light bulb moment. It didn't take much more than a couple where I had these conversations with women after the seminar that were so grateful that they had a safe place that they could go and sit and learn. For some of them, it was very intentional. That only reason that they went to the event was because it was women's only. And some of them, it wasn't. But once they sat in a room where only women were sitting at their table, there was such an ability to break the barrier down, to exhale, and to build community, which is what women do, and then be inspired to learn. And, you know, I see so many financial advisors who enter into doing retirement events or just seminars in general, and they think it's all about education. And for me, and what I've found now after doing about 75 to 80 of these over the last two and a half years is that women first need to be inspired. They need to be inspired and empowered that they can handle their finances because a lot of the women that I see have never really tackled it head on. And they're now in their you know, 50s, maybe they're even in their early 60s, and they're embarrassed. They have shame surrounding the fact that they feel like they should know better and they don't. So there's a lot of this hesitation. And so when I started offering women's only events and the only people in the room were women outside of one of my male financial advisors sitting in the back of the room, there was just a total difference. It's very noticeable difference between a traditional event where you have couples and singles all sitting together. And so that's where I just recognized there was a huge need for it, not to mention I was filling them over and over and over again. And more than 25% of my attendees only came because it said women's only on it because they just felt maybe they'd be a little bit safer and a little bit less intimidated by the topic. What I found, it also creates this space, this safe space where given, you know, like a few minutes, they are all ready to share and to learn and everything. And sometimes when you have male, female, they're if it happens at all, it would take a much longer time. So women are looking for this space that we're holding for them. And, and Absolutely. I, yeah. So Absolutely. It's funny because I've actually heard advisors say, oh, you need to turn up the music really loud. And they do that because it forces people to talk louder. Yeah. That's not what women want at a women's no. event because they'll get mad because they're trying to talk. <laughs> they're trying to have community and conversation with the other women at their table. And so you're absolutely right. There's something magical that happens when you put women together, they, it doesn't matter if they're married or single, that part doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just the fact that when you remove this barrier of, 
you know, a couple where maybe two couples are sitting at the table and the last woman on the end cap is a single sitting next to a married man. You're not going to have connection. No. going to happen absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we all know that in insurance and financial, we are known for acronyms. So tell us what, what life means, because I can just, I remember when, when PPOs first came out, I sat for 45 minutes in a session and they had just come out. Nobody ever said what, what a PPO was. And I'm sitting there thinking, should I raise my hand? I'm the only female here. Am I, yeah. you know, finally the guy says, okay, so I guess maybe I should have said what it meant. I'm like, right. oh, okay. So tell us what life means to you. So life is an acronym, but it's an evolving acronym. When it initially was founded, it was specific to ladies and financial, but really now I've grown and, and expanded it to leaders inspiring female empowerment. Because yes, I do right now focus a lot on the financial industry, but I also do speak to other groups that aren't just financial in nature. And so I think of life, just the term life in general, and certainly when you, you talk to people about it, life has such a positive connotation. I mean, especially as you think about women, it's that growth, it's growing, it's evolving, it's alive, it's something very positive. And so life for differing topics can be leaders inspiring financial empowerment. That's if I'm, and if I'm speaking to male and female advisors, if I'm just speaking to women advisors, that would be ladies inspiring financial empowerment. So depending on what it is, but really life with Arwen, the acronym, is evolving and it has many different components that it can continue to be faith and family and fun and fitness and a lot of different things because really all of those pieces are what make up a woman's life. And so, yeah, that's kind of the, the long and the short of it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And of course, you know, most people will say, well, you have to include it because we're trying to have some balance. Well, there's no such thing as balance. <laughs> No, there isn't. I call it harmony because wherever you yeah. are, you should be in harmony. Be present yeah. where you are and let's just stop with the nonsense about balance because there truly isn't. And every time you try to create this balance, it's like, it's, you know, it's elusive. So, right. It's that you're just constantly just, you've got this line down the middle of the road and you're constantly correcting, trying to do your best to stay as close to the line. But yeah. there are times just like, that I know you've experienced throughout your life when you're building a company you definitely get out of balance in certain areas. One area takes a lot more of the attention and another area is going to suffer for a little bit. But as yeah. long as it's with intention and that it's not forever and that you're communicating with those people, maybe that's your kids are getting less of you or your spouse is getting less of you or another company you have is getting less of you, whatever that might be. As long as you're communicating about it and being reasonable, that's very true. It is about harmony and balances. That false sense of security, I think we're all trying to search for and never, never can attain. Yeah. And then, of course, we have another reason to, you know, be hard on ourselves because we can't create that. So, right. <laughs> you know, so you, you, there was something that I read about you. That you said that longevity is the biggest risk that women have. Why is yeah. that? Well, because back in the day, 1900, so 120 years ago, the average life expectancy was 47 years of age. So if that's the case, 120 years ago, now here we're going forward, Social Security, when that came online in 1935, life expectancy was 62, but Social Security didn't start paying out until 65. Mm -hmm. So they kind of knew how they were creating this in the beginning. So if now Social Security turns on for most retirees that I sit down with or pre-retirees around 66 to 67, now life expectancy for most women is in their mid to late 80s. 
so here we have this massive gap of what Social Security used to be considered a gift, and now it's not. It's almost fully taxed. But just this whole idea of retirement in the last 100 years, it didn't exist 100 years ago. You were alive, you worked. And so now we're having to, especially as women, deal with the fact that we are still likely going to be retired in our late 60s. A lot of women, a lot of people think that they're going to work beyond retirement or beyond 70. And more than 50% of the time, health is the reason they don't. And so now we have to figure out how do we make our money last well into our 80s, could be 90s or beyond. And so that becomes the biggest risk that we face. And then, of course, that increases inflation issues that we have and certainly increases the likelihood that we would need some form of health care down the road because of living so long. Mm. So that's going to affect everything. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel when somebody comes to you and says, am I going to be okay? Well, that's where we have to start looking at a plan. We have to say, okay, well, first, where are you? You know, when you go to the directory at the mall and you're trying to find the sunglass hut, you're looking through it and you find accessories and you go down to S and you find sunglass hut and you look up at the map and it's at 242, you have to figure out first, where in the world are you? Mm. Where's that little star with the dot, you know, that says you are you here. Are here. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> we have to figure that out first. And I'm amazed at how many people think that doing financial planning is just going in and getting an investment plan. Or, you know, I have this money in my 401k, what am I supposed to do with it? That's just a component. That is not a plan. And that is not going to answer that question of, am I going to be okay? It's not until you take all these components. I, I call them microclimates because people have a pension. That's one piece of it. If they have their investment account, that's another piece of it. If they have their insurance, that's another piece of it. Their social security is another piece of it. Their taxes, those are all components. And until you see how it all functions together collectively, you're never going to really be able to get to that place where you can get peace inside your soul and know where am I and am I going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Because that's the big question that we're trying to get to. What would happen if we have another, you know, worst 10 years in the stock market like we did in 2000 to 2009? I mean, obviously going through COVID, we're dealing with, you know, major fluctuations in the market. So what would it be like if I went through something, you know, that was long, kind of long suffering like that 10 year time period? Is that going to disrupt my feeling of being financially secure, feeling okay? Same thing as what if I'm married and my spouse dies before I do? And they need health care and they drain assets. What, what am I going to be left with? Right. So all those pieces, you can't get to that place of answering that until you first know where in the heck am I? How what I do have currently is working together. Then at that point, you can start looking at, okay, well, what are these other potential issues we could run into down the line? And how do we solve them from a good place? You know, when, when we have the tools and the time to be able to do that. So do you think that the majority of women are actually ready for retirement, prepared for it? No, no, they're not, unfortunately. And there's a lot of statistics that prove that most people don't feel, about 42% feel like they might be ready, but that's prior. Once they actually hit retirement, that drops dramatically because a lot of people don't do the planning. They don't sit down with somebody five to 10 years prior to retirement and really start looking at what are the pieces that I need to have in place if it's up to me when I finally stop working mm -hmm. that I'm going to have enough, right? 
it is about getting educated. It's about having somebody that you trust, just like a great doctor, somebody that you can sit down with, that you can talk openly with, that you can feel safe and comfortable with. You know, I, I use this example. It's funny because I've had a couple of men who get very uncomfortable when I say this, but you say it to a woman and it's completely normal. It's like going to a gynecologist for the first time. And if in, within two minutes, he said to you, okay, I need you to go ahead and undress. You're like, wait, wait a second. I, I mean, you don't even know anything. We haven't even talked. You haven't, you haven't asked me any questions about my background. You know, and a woman knows what that feels like. And that is oftentimes the way so many of the women I sit down with felt when they went to a financial advisor. Because right. within a couple of minutes, they're already saying, okay, show me your statements. Let me see your stuff. And she's going, wait a second. You haven't even asked me anything about my, why I'm here or, you know, my family or what are the things that matter to me or what, what's the fun stuff I want to be doing, you know, when I do maybe get to the point of retiring, helping me think about what matters to me before we start talking about the details and unveiling the stuff that makes us feel scared and uncomfortable, yeah. you know, that's a huge part of being able to get to a, a good solid plan is to be able to find somebody that you honestly, when you sit down with, you can communicate with them. You don't feel that you're getting looked down upon because you don't quote unquote have enough money, which we don't qualify people because of, you know, like you need to have X amount of money. If I have a woman sitting in front of me who has the guts to come in, sit down and talk to me and to tell me what's going on with her and maybe cry or maybe, you know, be you know, noticeably scared. I mean, I had one gal who was literally holding her cup and she, you could see she was trembling mm. at the thought of looking at this. And by the time she left, she gave me the biggest hug and she was so grateful because I'm not there to make her feel worse about herself. Our industry does plenty of that. Uh, you know, yes. it's like, well, if you don't have this and you don't have that, you're not valuable enough. That's what it tells a lot of women who she stayed home taking care of kids throughout most of her working years, didn't pay into social security very much, didn't have a company plan. You know, maybe then all of a sudden she finds herself divorced after 27 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden the industry is going, I'm sorry, you don't have enough money for me to sit down and provide you with some direction or education. Yeah. And all that's doing is perpetuating the problem. Well, and that, that part yeah. is, that's, that's going to end. That's, that's going to end. Yeah, change. I, I will tell you, I mean, I have a lot of colleagues that are in financial advising and wealth management. And I have a friend, and I'm using air quotes that you cannot see, who <laughs> said to me, I would love to work with you, but I only work with people that are over $5 million in assets, blah, 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 blah. But because we're friends, I'll let you work with me. That's what he said. And I said to him, <laughs> no, that's really interesting because you will never know what I have. <laughs> I'm like, right. How do you, right. you already eliminate me? Like right from, you have no idea. How do you know? Right, you know, right, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it causes this perpetual, as I call it, generational curse. If she doesn't get the education, even though she might not have the assets for me to actually put together a plan for us to engage in a working relationship, that does not mean I can't provide her with something of value that could potentially be the seed that is sown that maybe gives her daughter or a granddaughter a change, you know, mm -hmm. a, a better leg up down the road because there is time for them to change and to make different choices. Maybe she's just at the point where there's not a whole lot that can be done at that point, but it doesn't mean that she can't receive something of value and leave my office feeling 
way better about herself than when she came in, whether we work together or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can our listeners get connected with you and, you know, maybe be involved with some of the events that you're doing, maybe become a client, maybe just be able to meet you and feel better about where they are? Yeah, absolutely. So best place to go is our website at BeckerRetirement.com. I give the same seminar that I give the women's only. I give that online too. So I have links to be able to sign up for those webinars. We do them uh, many times throughout the week. I love, I mean, I just love, love, love giving those. That's a great way for anybody to, to sit, you know, single, married, doesn't matter, be able to sit in their pajamas or with a glass of wine at dinner or whatever, and be able to get the basic direction and education that they need. And again, to just get to this place of being empowered and inspired to get educated. And then at that point, there are links to sign up for a 15-minute consultation. And then we can always work with people over, you know, webinar or over join me and computer if they're not in our local area. Absolutely. Happy to do it that way. Excellent. Well, Arwen, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. Lots of great information. You've got so many amazing things that people can benefit from. And I'm excited to be connected and stay connected and create some adventures together. Thank you, Judy. I appreciate you having me on. Just means a lot to me. Absolutely. And I want to leave everyone with this quote, be the woman you needed as a girl. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.